Hi, I'm Lee from Working Bikes. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1... Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. After 20 years, still Chicago's only deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Saturday morning on 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets hard to find, temperate zones and tropic climes. True currents and thriving seas, wind blowing through breathing trees, strong ozone and safe sunshine. Well, good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main, clean beaches and They're not Robin and Marion. They're not even Robin and Batman, but they are a dynamic duo. Here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Let's go live for Peggy, just uh, doing a three, two, one, and trying to get... <laughs> Type 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 and get us up on Facebook. Uh, you know, I can I can give you all my issues with Facebook, Facebook, Facebook and all the social media. And that and that and that doesn't even get to the point where they're like selling out our country for profit. But other than that, they're like wonderful places to be and just do stuff. Uh, you know, if you just ignore that little part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I've kind of made it even. You know, our search engines, everything, they're all selling out. Yeah, well, that's the American way. That's cap. That's how capitalism works, right? There Capital- you go. It's like everything is at a price. Everything's everything for ca- sale. Everything's for sale. Completely everything. That's the way it works, folks. And this is, if this is what you think is a great system, let's uh, knock yourselves out. Go for it. Hey, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good morning. It's a capitalist Saturday here uh, in uh, Evanston, Illinois. Uh, it, it's not raining as much here as it was when. Uh, I started off my journey mm-hmm. this morning. Oh man, we've got a, and I was watching and and where's my whoop, hold on. I left my Oh boy. You just keep talking. It's over here. You're looking for your app? Oh no, you're looking for your cheat sheet. Well, no, not the che- all of it. All of it. All yeah, of I didn't it. check and, the and, rain and, gauges outside yet, but it was Well, I was looking at the radar here and watching it train through Holy smokes, this is not going to stop. Nope. Nope. I mean, look at look at this coming at us yeah. now, folks. Uh, get ready for some rain. Now, if it if it stays on course, uh, the, I'm looking at the radar here. It's a there's a bullseye on the city of Chicago in our area, and we've already had what your rain gauge. You get your rain gauge works. Mine doesn't. The, the rain gauge app says Evanston's gotten point nine one. So we got an, we got an inch of rain is what they're telling us. Although. Down uh, in my neck of the woods in Chicago, the streets uh, have lots of rain puddles out there, big ones mm-hmm. uh, that you got to dodge. Thankfully, my basement doesn't have a puddle yet. But... Uh, and Kathleen, if you're listening at some point, I think you should go into the basement and check. <laughs> just, just saying, you might want to. Probably not yet. 
But if it continues uh, like this, and I'm looking at this radar, and that's mean. That's I mean, that is a mean-looking radar, especially right at the Illinois border of Iowa, mm-hmm. where this big old blob, orange and red and yeah, yellow a- blob, is headed towards Chicago. Holy mm-hmm. smoke. It's a good thing— uh, Lead edge hitting 10.54 a.m. It's a good thing nobody's trying to play baseball here, huh? Or golf. Or golf. <laughs> no, not a good day for that. <laughs> or for or for planting stuff outside. Or if, if in the case of Ron Cogill, putting a roof on somebody's house or stuff like that. But everything I got planted last weekend, yeah. I don't have to water this weekend. You, you don't have any extras, do you? I, I haven't written to Nick. I still need those my native plants to get in. We'll, we'll arrange a couple of plants to um, head towards Logan. You know, he's uh, if I when I go home today, I just have to sit down and make the list. I keep saying today's the day, and then it I I I forget. Oh, I'm I'm such a bad person. And good morning, Kathleen Parrish. She's uh, watching us. Oh, uh, hi, Kathleen. And uh, hey, today uh, interesting show. Uh, and uh, I'll tell these guys the the more I learned about this the cooler it seemed uh we've got a couple of guys in studio who are associated with a project called the oaks of north lawndale i'm looking for that that's the one that's there we are oaks of north lawndale project uh paul coffee who's uh from the school of the art institute in chicago uh jeff lavrant who's from um a business called Home and Grown, not Home, not H O M E, but H O M A N, and I assume it uh, refers to the street which I live right off of. But where I live mm-hmm. off of it, it's Kimball, and then at our at Armitage, it turns into Homan, mm-hmm. and then the whole Homan Square area, um, right? And the Homan Square, which is where the School of the Art Institute has uh, a building, and they've been engaging with the neighborhood of North Lawndale, and they've got various initiatives. And this one is cool because they want to plant oaks in North Lawndale in Chicago, and they did this really cool thing. A couple of, I wish I'd known about it beforehand. I didn't know about it, about where they melted guns into scraps so they could make shovels to plant trees. Mm-hmm. That is like the coolest thing ever. And I put a photo of it at MikeNovak.net. So if you go to MikeNovak.net, you can see... The side-by-side photos of the guns. And the shovels. And the shovels. <laughs> it's like, yes. Can we do more of that, mm-hmm. please? Uh, and you're always welcome to join us. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We'll be right back. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color perms and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic Magic Sleek and Cezanne keratin smoothing products that let you shampoo the same day. They even repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting. Now that's green. Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at OrganicRootsEcoSalon.com or call 847-423-2653. 
Health and beauty, you no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. A good day's gardening can sometimes be a bad day for your muscles and joints. Dr. Bonnie Flaster is a chiropractor who uses gentle, non-force adjustments to relieve pain. With 29 years of experience, she relies on a variety of treatments, including low-level laser, acupuncture, and gentle chiropractic. Visit her at River North Wellness Center and find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. Being a meteorologist, you see things daily that can be related or not related to climate change. And then you separate that from the climate science and the social policies. So it's almost like teaching three classes. The meteorology, which is short-term, the climate, which is long-term, and then the policy, which is government, whether or not it's federal, state, or local. I'm meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Stick around for some more insight into weather and climate on WCGO 1590, Chicago's Smart Talk. This is your talk. Hey, this place is really something else, huh? Only on 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Send all your guns and money. I wanted to play a little Warren Zevon because yeah. of... Uh, because of your, your title. The title of this uh, blog that I did uh, yesterday. So welcome, and, and, and the reasons I put lawyers, guns, and money there... Uh, as uh, as the song is because of this project going on, the Oaks of North Lawndale, which uh, we're very happy to talk about. But I wrote my blog and I called it Bring Guns, Oaks and Art, which is a little bit different from Lawyers, Guns and Money. Um, but, you know, I don't know how much different. Uh, and in the studio, we have Paul Coffey, who's a vice provost and dean of community engagement at the School of the Art Institute. Uh, and we also have uh, on my left Jeff Laurent, who is a co-founder of Homen Grown, Homen Grown, not homegrown, but Homen Grown. That's hard to say, Jeff. Um, hard, yeah. Everybody's going to get that wrong. You realize that, that if you just tell people, if you're on the phone and somebody calls you, hey, Jeff, where do you work? You'll say home and grown, and they're going to write H-O-M-E. You know that's going to happen. It happens every time, right? I don't mind it too much, though. Oh, okay, as long as you're okay with it. Um, <laughs> well, it's and, like gardeners. It's probably exactly. gets spelled uh, strangely. And these are the folks, a couple of the folks, because there's a lot of folks involved in this project. Uh, and it starts... Interestingly enough, with an art project in 1982, which is so cool, uh, interesting, but it seems like a long time ago. We're talking 35 years ago. Uh, Paul Coffey, uh, do you want to explain the, the connection? Sure. Um, in 1982, Joseph Boys did a seminal piece called uh, 7,000 Eichen, or Oaks in German, and he planted 7,000 trees through throughout Castle Germany um, at the opening of uh, Documenta 7. So it took five years. Can you explain? What's Documenta 7? Sure. Documenta 7 is uh, is an exhibition. Uh, It was the seventh exhibition of Documenta. Documenta happens in uh, Castle Germany where uh, the art world converges on Castle and shows the best work from each nation and uh, Joseph Boyce was representing Germany and started this project uh, in front of uh, Documenta Hall mm-hmm. and planted the first tree. And five years later, uh, his son planted the 7,000th tree. Wow. In between, he uh, he passed away. 
but he coupled, really wow. Yeah, he coupled uh, the, each tree with a basalt column, and basalt is the oldest rock formation in the world. It was it's formed by um, lava, uh, mm-hmm. and as lava cools, it splits into irregular sides, and the shafts are about six feet tall. So he planted them uh, next to each tree. The idea is that the basalt represents geological time. The tree represents natural time, and that as you walk up to it, you finish the trinity and you represent human time, the least significant of all three. And from what I understand, and it's a little surprising, this was a controversial exhibit, and a controversial installation, even though they were planting 7,000. Let's put it this way. 35 years ago, there wasn't the same... Uh, acknowledgement that we were losing species hand over fist in in the world, uh, you know, live, our, our our plant and animal species. But I understand this was for one thing. Folks didn't know what the the rock next to it, the, the you know the structure next to the mm-hmm. tree was all about. Um, I read a, a motorcyclist got killed hitting one of those, and then suddenly there was this backlash on it. But they overcame that, and it has become recognized as a, as an important installation, hasn't it? Yes, and so people visit it every year. They have about 125,000 people that come to Castle each year to see this see this installation. Um the uh the when it was originally put in, uh there were a lot of questions about it, but it was done as a reforestation project because Castle Germany was deforested during the war. Mm-hmm. So there are these pictures of Castle before 7,000 Oaks and Castle after. Mm-hmm. And Castle was a pretty austere place. Um, and uh, uh, kind of an Eastern German, it, it, it was similar to Eastern German uh, cities that had been deforested during the war. So it made a substantial change. Who's, uh, whose brainchild was it to, to look at this installation and bring it to North Lawndale? I know that the School of the Art Institute is involved in that community. You have yeah. a center there. Correct. Uh, and it is called? Uh, the Foundation for Homan Square. And we're okay. in Nichols Tower. Right. Right. Which is on South Homan. Correct. Homan in Arlington. So um, the I, I always want to... Um, when we when we moved into Homan Square and into North Londo, we wanted to be very thoughtful about how we did this, and that we weren't yet another institution, uh, a privileged, predominantly white institution in downtown Chicago, coming in to um, as saviors into a predominantly African American community. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be thoughtful about how we did this, and so when you ask about whose brainchild it is. Um, there are multiple, multiple voices here. Um, one of the things that our our neighbors would tell us at in North Lawndale is that um, we'd come out to Oak Park all the time. And they said, oh, Paul, you live in Oak Park. I said, yeah. And they said, well, um, we come out to Oak Park and we always know where Oak Park is because as you're cutting down Chicago or, 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 or any um, western-facing uh, road, you can see the Doma trees at mm-hmm. Austin. And we know where Oak Park is. And when we get to Oak Park, the wind, our windows come open in our cars. Our shoulders come down. We breathe a little deeper. And we use Oak Park's parks and the Lake Theater and the, and the shopping centers there um, as, as ours. And sure enough, I tune my eye and there are all my partners um, right next to me at the Jewel. And so 
it was this idea of like, well, if you're coming to Oak Park and you're identifying the trees as the reason why you're coming to Oak Park, we can make trees here. Um, and so uh, Joseph Boys was the kind of donkey that the School of the Art Institute rode in on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But this has to become of and for and by the people of North Lawndale. And you've engaged with a, a number of the communities there. Um, uh, who are some of your partners? Um, we're we're really proud to have our partners being um, the NLCCC. This is North Lawndale Community Coordinating Council. They're a, a, a local group of residents that have come together to make Lawndale a better place to live. Um, we have the Foundation for Home and Square and IFF. Free Spirit Media is a great partner who is who is helping us uh, do a documentary about the project. We also have uh, North Lawndale Employment Network, who are great partners, and they're helping us think through how do we create uh, job training programs for recently paroled citizens so that they can learn green skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gardeners are a wonderful partner, and Home and Rail Farms. And also um, the uh, Morton Arboretum has been a great asset. And then finally, um, we've gotten our first 5,000 trees donated to us from the Water Reclamation Department. Wow. So, See, I didn't even realize that uh, So 5,000 5, out of 7,000 are already taken care of. Well, I, and I guess that kind of leads us to uh, Jeff Laurent, who's also here and who is the founder of Home and Grown. And, you know, looking at this, I assume... Well, you're you're a um, a landscaping outfit and a wholesale perennial and tree nursery, and so I figure you you had something to do with this as well, or you have something to do with the project. Uh, but what I did notice is that a couple of the people who founded Home and Grown with you are friends of the show, uh, Anna Maria Leon uh, from Christie Weber Farm and Garden, and Roy Diblick, who's an old buddy of mine from way back, um, co-owner of Northwind Perennial Farm. Uh, internationally respected uh, perennial expert. Uh, he grew 20,000 of the plants that are now in uh, the Lurie Garden in Millennium Park. So uh, he knows his stuff. So uh, what is your participation in this? How did you get involved, Jeff? Yeah, so I work with Gardeners um, at Home and Rails Farm. Can you explain is... what Gardeners is, please? Yeah, definitely. So Gardeners is a nonprofit that does school garden education and maintenance in Chicago. So we have 25 schools we work with, uh, 24 gardens that we maintain. We build them, um, do all the planting, and then we also bring kids out as part of their class time and do education with them. Last week we had uh, Gale Community Academy on, and they... I think they do their own gardening work. They've mm-hmm. they've they've uh, teamed with a just harvest or a just harvest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but does gardeners sort of do the same thing in helping schools get gardens? We work primarily in uh, minority communities, and we have uh, metrics for which schools we work with based mm-hmm. on poverty rates of students. Um, so we're focused primarily on going to underfunded schools and um, areas with lack of privilege, and being able to to give those kids access to both experience outside with gardening and then also experience it with um, healthy food, so nutrition education. All right, so you've got gardeners and you've got your your outfit, and uh, how old is Home and Grown? So Home and Grown is brand new. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Meeting meaning what, this year? This year. This okay, year. all right. Um, so we've been working on it for a couple of years, uh, mm-hmm. me and Anna Maria and her husband Roy. And it came to fruition this spring um, because we won the Neighborhood Opportunity Fund. So we are oh, one great. of— Congratulations. Um, thank you. 
Um, we're one of about 30 other companies that uh, receive matching funds for new construction projects um, from the city of Chicago. So, uh, And so that part of that those, that funding will go into this project, the Oaks of North Lawndale. Uh, because you're called Home and Grown, uh, I assume that you are on Homan or near Homan or part of that neighborhood. Uh, where's your out? Where's your institution? Where's the bill? Uh, the the physical structure? So um, we are growing the first uh, thousand trees or so for Oaks and North Lawndale. <clears throat> Sorry, we're growing those on Homan Rails Farm, which is in Homan Square. Um, it's actually on an elevated railway, and that's mm-hmm. the farm I've been running for the last two years. Um, and then our nursery itself is actually going to be a few blocks west on 16th Street and Avers, so still in North Lawndale. But... So you're still you're still putting all this together. This is all still coming together. So me, yep. even as it comes together, you're you're going to be aiding in the planting of 5,000 trees that you already have. We're doing that, and then partnered with Gardeners, we're going to be actually um, going into schools in North Lawndale. And we're going to be um, starting some trees from seeds. So we're still working on the list of trees and getting the funding for the programming. But we're going to be going in, getting those started, and keeping track of the kids that planted each seed as they develop into trees. They're not going to get their names on the trees or anything like that, are they? Or maybe they will. Who knows? Possibly on the stones. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's go back to uh, Paul. So you've got these trees. Where are the uh, – and what are you calling – the basalt uh, posts, what? what do you... So we were working with the Boys Foundation. We went to Castle, Germany, um, yeah. funded through an NEA grant, and we brought community members with us, and we met with the foundation, and they encouraged us to uh, do this project. Uh, they also encouraged us to think about um, a different stone because basalt mm-hmm. is common to to Germany but not to Illinois. And so they asked us to think through what – what our um, what our stone would be, and so we chose the uh, limestone because of uh, its prevalence here, but right. also because Jen Jensen would do, and it was, as he designed his parks, he would do these council rings out mm-hmm. of right, the right. Uh, right, limestone, yeah. and so it's out of that that we're kind of making a historic nod to, and how we will cluster the stones and cluster the trees, so that these stones has have a purpose of also a place to sit a place to wait for a bus, a place mm-hmm. to read a book. Well, what what is their function? I mean, you say it's a place, but it's a, it's a stone in the ground next to the tree. Uh, is it meant to be leaned against? Uh, uh, is it, I mean, what? First and foremost, you see, you see, I think it's this marker. Okay. Um, yeah. And a marker that is, again, is making this uh, reference to geological time, but also uh, the first act of a sculptor way back when, at the beginning of time, is to upright a stone mm-hmm. to say, this is an important place. These are important people. And so it's out of that that historic it's, tradition. It's like the cornerstone for each tree. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, I, I was kind of curious about that because uh, we need to break here, but uh, my my thought was, I wonder how you change it from the original art installation in Germany. Obviously, the the the, uh, the stone, um, what it's made of, is is one way, and I, I was just trying to think of other ways that that might happen. At any rate, that's Paul Coffey from uh, the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. The other guy in the room, Jeff Levrant from Home and Grown. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back. 
um, about the Oaks of North Lawndale project. You're welcome to comment if you want, 847-475-1590. This is the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. It's a Saturday morning. We'll be right back. The Green Living Expo returns to McHenry County College on Saturday, November 4th. And this 10th anniversary celebration is going to be pretty special. For starters, will be two, yes, two, fully decorated and locally owned tiny homes on display, the award-winning traveling exhibit Sustainable Choices, and area college and university solar and super mileage team race cars. Visit the Living Lightly Tent, where innovators share their energy-saving innovations with you. Of course, more than 70 exhibitors and vendors of all kinds will be there, including invited artists displaying and selling their sustainable creations. And did I mention the Green Living Expo is free and open to the public? And that Mike and I will be there? McHenry County College, Saturday, November 4th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Go to mchenry.edu slash greenexpo or contact the MCC Office of Sustainability at 815-479-7765, 815-479-7765. Hey, Ron Cowgill. Yes, Mike Novak. How would you like to drive the safest, quickest, and most capable sports utility vehicle in history? Legally? Of course legally. In fact, you would own it. Legally? Stop saying that. I'm talking about the Illinois Solar Energy Association, which is raffling off a 2017 Tesla Model X. You mean the one that comes standard, all-wheel drive, seating for up to seven adults, and up to 295 miles of range on a single charge? Yes. The one that can accelerate from zero to 60 in 2.9 seconds? Yes. How did you know that? I'm reading the script. Oh, well, then you probably know that only 2,500 tickets will be sold. They're 100 bucks each. You can purchase as many as you like, and the drawing is December 7th. Do I have to be present to win? Nope. Do I have to live in Illinois? Nope, just the lower 48 states. Is this the part where we read the disclaimer stuff really, really fast? Nah, this is where we tell people to get details at IllinoisSolar.org. You're good. Yeah. This is your talk. We're going to be here for a long time. Only on 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Very pleased to have a couple of guys in studio on a rainy Saturday. Uh, and thank you guys for uh, for making the trip here today. Paul Coffey from the School of the Art Institute. Jeff Levrant from Homan Grown. Uh, and we're talking about the Oaks of North Lawndale project, the idea of planting 7,000 trees in the North Lawndale neighborhood, uh, not just trees. It's not just uh, a horticultural project. It's an art project. Uh, we just mentioned the limestone slabs that will be uh, put with them, um, and and that that makes it different, and, and it does make it art. And, and I want to get to a question you raised Paul, during the break, and we will do that in a second, but one of the really, really cool things about what you're doing is you've, and, and what, what artists do is they take an issue like this, and then they go to the periphery, and they bring in other people and say, hey, it's also related to this issue or that issue, and, and one of the really, really cool things was something you guys did in September, uh, in putting... September 23rd. September 23rd, when you brought in the artist Pedro Reyes... 
Yeah. Uh, um, I wish I had been there. Yeah, it was that, so cool. That uh, yeah. Tell us what happened on that date. So Pedro Reyes, um, you know, world famous famous artist, he's done this piece called uh, "Guns Into." Um, pistols into shovels, or pistols by shovels. Yeah, palas por pistolas. Right, <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> and it's it and it, it, it he's making a, a, a biblical reference of mm-hmm. plows into uh, swords into plowshares. Exactly. And so what he what he has done in the past, and he replicated here in Chicago, was that he took uh, gun waste or guns and broke them into pieces, melted them down, and then made shovels, and we made shovels with him. So. When we, we come to this um, idea, we wanted to come to it in a kind of holistic holistic way and think about how we were spending our resources, where are our efforts going. And so we made a real conscious effort to ask Pedro if we could reinvest in the, in the North Lawndale community. So we found uh, a, a forge, uh, Lawndale Forge, three generations uh, owned by the same family. And they helped us hammer out our, our, our shovel heads. So we, we got a bunch of gun waste that we um, found um, through a scrapper, a Chicago mm-hmm. gun waste. So you didn't, uh, you didn't have a call out for guns or anything, but no. they already no, had this. Okay. Pe- Pedro, I believe, had done that on his original yeah. He did. Project. Well, he did on his original, but, but yeah. I was wondering about Chicago. Were these Chicago guns? They were Chicago guns, but there is a we couldn't do a gun buyback program because when we take over the guns, they have to be— given to the police department, mm-hmm. of course, to run for uh, ballistics. Um, but So what we did is we, we found the Chicago scrapper. We bought their gun waste back. We brought it up to Chicago. We melted it all down. Uh, in a parking lot. In the parking lot <laughs> next to Home and Rail Farms, yeah. between, next to the Nichols Tower. <laughs> I love that idea. And then we had our students. All of our students were working on this because we have a mobile foundry at the School mm-hmm. of the Art Institute of Chicago. They they melted it down for us. They poured it into these ingots that we then hammered out into shovel heads. And then what we did is, with the emerald ash borer that's so prevalent in Chicago, we went and sourced locally from North Lawndale uh, the trees, the emerald ash borer ate. We had uh, students at uh, the Greater West Town Projects. They turned them into uh, handles because ash is a great hand, uh, mm-hmm. tool. Yes. Tool handle wood. And also baseball bats. Baseball bats too. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so th- in then what we did is we finished the wood with beeswax sourced from local bees. So the whole thing um, came from and by North Lawndale. And then those shovels were used to dig the holes uh, and plant the first 11 trees. So that's what happened on September 23rd. The people who planted the trees were a series of dignitaries uh, from the city of Chicago, including the president of the School of the Art Institute, mm-hmm. uh, one of my mentors, uh, Alyssa Tenney. And we dug the holes we, uh, with alongside the recently paroled citizens from um, North Lawndale Employment Network, mm-hmm. and we planted the trees together. That's just uh, – that. that is such a great story. But that's just the beginning because – your job is to transform, or you what you want to do is transform the neighborhood uh, for the better by bringing in, you know, it's 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 this combination of trees and art. But uh, now let's address what you were talking about over the break, which is the 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 real purpose of this. How what does that mean to transform a, a neighborhood? Sure. So if um, Jeff and I both grew up in in Oak Park and River Forest area. Oak Park and River Forest has a 58% tree canopy, right? 
Mm-hmm. The Morton Arboretum has uh, identified them as Arboretum Villages. So what does that mean to live under all of that green? What does that mean to live with all of that fresh air? And then you go to North Lawndale, and they have a 15% tree canopy. One five. One five. And now you, you think about that, and it's from the habitual neglect. It's also from the activity of the emerald ash borer. But then you think about living in that kind of barrenness. So there have been studies, um, now multiple studies, that link uh, tree canopy with violence. So in Baltimore, they did a study where they increased the tree canopy by 10%, and they reduced the violence in this one neighborhood by close to 12%. So That's a good ratio. That is a good ratio. Just keep adding trees. Right. So it's our ambition to plant 7,000 trees in North Lawndale, contingent, of course, on funding and and all of the partners that we need to pull together. Um, And then work with Morton Arboretum to uh, plant the right diversity of trees, the right density of trees, and to ultimately get to um, an Arboretum status for North Lawndale. And our our final and most ambitious goal is to address the violence. Mm -hmm. So we're working with uh, the Crime Lab at the University of Chicago to help us uh, think through what is the assessment model, uh, the pre and post, uh, the longitudinal model where we are assessing uh, crime and violence in this area compared to the tree planting. So, Jeff, uh, you're the, uh, the horticulture guy here. What, uh, what are the different species of oaks that you're planting? I mean, Ron Cowgill asked me this. What kind of oaks are you planting? Uh, and uh, he's the, you know, he's a home improvement guy, and he wants to know what kind of different oaks. As, as you just mentioned, Paul, part of the problem is we had these ash trees, and now they're being wiped out by emerald ash borer because we were, when we lost the uh, American elms, we were not very bright. We planted a lot of the same trees and now they're getting wiped out. And and you know what we did in response to, well, we're getting better at it, but we still have a whole city full of uh, honey locust trees. Mm-hmm. I can't yes, wait till the disease or the insect comes in that wipes those out. We're not going to have any trees left, so we got to get really smarter about this. How are we getting smart about this, Jeff? Yeah, so the trees that we're getting for free, we're getting whips from the Water Reclamation District, mm-hmm. and those are a pretty decent spread of oak varieties. Uh, right now, we mostly have swamp whites, red oaks, and black oaks, um, but they're also actually giving us pecan trees. Um, really? Yeah, I don't know. Pecan trees? Yeah. Okay. Um, but for the project itself, even though the name is Oaks of North Lawndale, we're actually going to be planting a more diverse spread of trees, so it isn't going to be strictly Good oaks. to know. Yes. Truth yes. Truth in advertising. Okay, here. they get the ding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, so we're working with the Morton Arboretum um, to develop a, a pretty wide spread of species. So you're that... doing it smart as well. You've yes. got their scientists involved and in saying, don't plant all the same oak trees on the same block. Please don't do that. Uh, and, and and just a, a several weeks ago, uh, we talked about that on the show, how various trees, well, the ash, as we know, there are five uh, ash trees that are in danger of extinction, um, and there are 16 oaks in the United States alone. Now, they don't tend to be the ones in the Midwest. A lot of them are on the coasts and the margins mm-hmm. of the U.S. But still, this is something we need to be concerned with. So yeah. I'm glad you're doing this. So I'm, and, oh, and, and I was going to ask, and, and how are you educating the people, in, uh, the people in the community, the people helping you about the significance of the oaks and the trees? 
Yeah, definitely. So part of that is with the kids. So mm -hmm. with the gardeners, we're hoping to be working with these students over the entire span of the project, so those five years. And then by the time they're in high school or leaving high school to work or go to college, um, they'll have a fully developed tree that they've been learning about and kind of understanding that biodiversity and the importance of all those things. Um, and then the other side, um, my personal real big goal with Oaks of North Lawndale is to develop North Lawndale as a site for for greening, for the mm -hmm. green industry, mm -hmm. um, and doing that through job training. Um, so we want to have as many people from North Lawndale involved in the growing of these trees, the planting of these trees, the maintenance of them, um, and really pulling them into the industry and making them really smart, well-educated mm -hmm. Um, plantsmen. We only have a couple of minutes here, but in terms of the actual, the physical planting and then the installation of art, uh, is the community going to be involved in that too? Who who gets to plant a tree? Is I guess is my question. Who gets to place a piece of art? Right. We're running. Um, we're, we're doing a final report for our NEA, and that is going to be the how do we do this, um, and the how do we do this has to happen in lots of different ways. Some of it is volunteer services. Some of it is fee-for-service. Some of it is is um, just getting out there with a shovel. And so what we're doing is— Which you hope w was created from guns. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and what we're doing is we're, we're working with volunteer groups now mm -hmm. uh -huh. to um, identify who are the volunteer groups in the area, who is willing to come and work with us. Uh, some of the groups that I've seen uh, you guys list are Free Spirit Media, Fantastic. North Lawndale Employment Network, Gardeners, as we mentioned. Yeah. Home and, and your friend and mine, Anna Maria, is the center of the universe. She is the person who connects <laughs> us to ah. everyone. Oh. Well, she was the one who brought this to us yeah. and said, hey, have you heard of this? I said, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, you need to have these guys on your show. So we th said, absolutely, because you're right. She is the sun and the moon. I yes. don't know if you realize that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> In fact, she's got another another uh, introduction she made that I guess they're going to be on the show, too, in a few weeks. So that's that's the way these things work in, in this business. Thank you so much. Congratulations on getting this going. You've got 11 trees mm -hmm. planted. Like, right. As I said out in the hall, only uh, 6,980 nine to go i guess that's right and keep yeah. us posted as the project yes it would, you, would you please will, especially yeah. if you have any more uh cool peripheral art uh events associated with this sure. we'd i'd love to be part of this and see what's going on. i mean i wish i had been there to the gun melting that's that's something i would pay money to see the guns will probably be on exhibition at the department of cultural affairs at some time in the near future and we're now building a food forest with uh the CCA Academy. Yeah, and I put the Fabulous. photo uh, that you guys had uh, on your Facebook page, and they do have a Facebook page. You want to find out more information, go to MikeNovak.net because uh, I've got all the information there. And if you look at uh, MikeNovak.net on the homepage, you will see picture guns, picture shovels that used to be guns. This is the way we need to move forward in the world. Uh, Paul Coffey, thank you so much. And Jeff Levrant, we really appreciate it. Rick DeMaio Weather is coming up next. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Hey, this is Peggy. When I speak at local events, people often ask me, aren't you the Peggy in Natural Awakenings ads? And that makes me happy because it reminds me that Chicagoans want to lead healthier lives. A Natural Awakenings magazine helps them do just that. Natural Awakenings is the greenest, healthiest magazine in the Chicago area. Each month, we bring you the latest information about health and wellness, complementary medicine, fitness and exercise, raising healthy kids, and even keeping your pets healthy. 
You'll find articles about healthy homes, too, including gardening, energy efficiency, and green living. And if you love good food, you'll always find tasty recipes and healthy cooking hints. Check out our monthly calendar. It's full of events to keep you connected. Natural Awakenings is available in more than 1,100 locations throughout the city, as well as suburban Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. And it's free. Or visit us at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. If you're looking to invest in an electrical car or truck, make sure to hire a state-licensed electrical contract. The installation of that charger will require a permit in most municipalities. So make sure to check the ICC website for a certified contractor at icc.illinois.gov. You can also call DNR Services Unlimited. They've been a licensed electrical contractor since 1992. Visit their website at restorethenorthshore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at MikeNow. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, mike at mikenovak.net. Speaking of the website, podcasts and blog posts are available every week at mikenovak.net. And while you're there, sign up for those posts and our newsletter on the homepage. And please support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at mikenovak.net. Find out what's going on in Evanston. Tune in to Haggerty's Huddle every other Monday on French and Friends. Brought to you by Chicago Lee Magazine. Name the city's top magazine. Don't just read more, read better. Anything's hard to change. But hey, Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show. With Peggy Malecki, and earlier this year, Peggy and I talked to uh, Robert Denwood from the Elgin Hops Project. He told us uh, why he was growing hops vines, and the word beer came up somewhere in the conversation. Beer? As I recall, yeah. Mmm, hoppy. Well, if you want to get on the hops train, the latest issue of Chicagoland Gardening Magazine is for you. You learn that they're fairly easy to grow in this region, but the best part is learning that the botanical name is Humulus Lupulus. It deserves a ding. Which was my stage name back in my theater days. Wasn't your high school name? Um, no, stage name. Okay. Humulus Lupulus. Then there's my column on the inside back page of every issue. The Latin name is Scribulus Nonsensicus. Oh, dear. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines. Go to chicagolandgardening.com. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600, 888-265-3600. The guy who's on the phone right now calling state-by-state gardening magazine, well, as soon as he gets off with us, is Rick DeMaio. Good morning, Mr. DeMaio. Um, you realize, Mike, that cumulus means bulging, right? Cumulus means bulging? Yeah, bulging, heaping, large rounded C- Cumulus edges. nimbus clouds. It, right, yeah, that's what I said. But, but this is humulus. And that was, and that was no, your cumul- name, Cumulus, huh? cumulus, H. This, humulus. Was, this oh, was with an oh, H. Cumulus. This was humulus oh. lupulus. All right, well, so pretty much l- in that l- l- loopy, loopy humus? Something like that, yeah. I, I don't know, you know, they might have called me cumulus in high school. I don't know. It's possible after, it was yeah. it was possible it was behind my back. But uh Got it. Yeah. after a few mushrooms, what the hell is it? <laughs> what? Uh anyway, you sent a really fascinating article 
uh, oh, la- yeah. last night. You sent several, mm-hmm. but the one I was looking at was from Noah uh, about the climate conditions that caused the fires mm-hmm. that, are yeah. go- that are going on in California right now. And it's not what you think. It's kind no. of it, it, it was the rains in uh, over yeah. the winter that caused this. Yeah, and, and and it really was quite remarkable because when I when I started to hear about all these fires, it was more so due to the fact that I have a cousin um, who I've been concerned about greatly over the last three or four days. She lives uh, just to the south of Petaluma, which is seven miles south of Napa, actually seven miles mm-hmm. south of Santa Rosa. And from her house, uh, literally for 48 hours, she has not slept from Monday night into Wednesday. She can see the fires off in the distance. Uh, tremendous amounts of smoke in that area. Breathing is horrible. Uh, in addition to that, she's an artist who has her studio on her property. So when you evacuate, she's evacuating not only her, her home, but also her business as well. So uh, she's doing okay, but boy, um, uh, it's going to get ramped up a little bit later on tonight and tomorrow when those, what we call those Diablo winds uh, comes down Diablo Canyon and burns the vegetation, Mike, that you were alluding to that bloomed out like crazy um, after the heavy rain and snow. So it was even somewhat of a question for me. I'm like, wait a minute, why are they getting this much fire in this area? Part of it is due to the fact that they had the second wettest winter on record. They had a tremendous amount of additional growth, uh, particularly your, you know, your 6, 12-inch tall bushes and trees and wildflowers. And then they had their hottest summer on record. So, you know, talk about their ability. You had all this growth, and now the growth had nowhere to go but die. Uh, and then you had this incredibly hot, dry weather. The day before that, the fires kicked off. The temperature in Napa was, or Santa Rosa, was 86 degrees. The dew point was 3, and wow. the winds were off the hills at about 30 to 60 miles an hour. Yeah, wow is the best way to describe that thing. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I heard something that even said it was going to be 0%. Yeah, you humidity. really can never get down to zero. You have to have some percentage of humidity. But um, uh, oftentimes when you look at airport observations, you know, airports are flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're away from the valleys, so you're not going to get the wind all the way at the airports. But in some of those canyons, you know, you have mountains and hills that are around three or 4,000 feet. Um, and what the what the firefighters were trying to contain uh, were fires that were literally jumping, or they, they, they actually said yeah. that they were sweeping across um, the, 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 the landscape, it wasn't so much trees that were on fire, uh, but there were actually bushes and shrubs and wild, uh, wild flowers that they had never seen to that extent before. Mm-hmm. And that was due to the incredible uh, wetness that they had in the wintertime. So a real weird combination of a bunch of things. Yeah, uh... Now, speaking of, speaking of trees, I got to get this in real quickly. Um, there was a fire years ago, uh, where a power company had laid lines due to the more people living in those areas, and the lines were too close to some of the pine trees. The pine trees actually uh, engaged within the power line, touched the power line, set up a spark, and set up a fire. And that power company was fined over $8 million. So now with more of the, more of the area being built up over certain areas, uh, or more of that region being built up in certain areas, they're very, very concerned about laying some of these power lines out because you can't put them in the ground uh, and not actually going back and making sure, you know, that they're not touching some of the some of the trees and growth that has been, you know, ongoing in the last several years. So I, a lot of different things to consider. I, sh- I should know this, but why can't they put them in the ground? Oh, my God, it's so much more expensive that way. Oh, well, <laughs> oh if, if it's only money, 
That's <laughs> well, and that's part of the problem in this country because we've got yeah. so much above ground infrastructure. The so cost to what, put it underground. Yeah, what is, is huge. It, yeah. What is it costing yeah. for these fires now and all the people who yeah, have, that have I, lost yeah, their homes you. and yep. the people who have lost their lives because you won't spend a, a couple of extra nickels to put the power line underground? You know, that's yeah, what I, I want to know. And and the odd thing about it, there was a story on NBC News just uh, I think it was three or four days before the fires about how the wine crop was going to be uh, affected by the heat. Mm-hmm. And now there's not going to be, even, you know, in some areas a wine crop. Well, um, I, I've got devastating. I, it is. And, and uh, Kathleen has family there. Uh, in the vineyards, they have a vineyard. They've been in uh, in San Francisco watching uh, the fire consume parts of the vineyard. So the yeah. even the mm-hmm. vineyards are, are are burning. Their house right now is has been saved, but who knows for how long? And uh, it's it's and I'm wondering how many other vineyards have gone up in smoke. That's that's a lot of effort to get those things going <laughs> God, again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you, you just you just don't. It's not like corn or, or soybeans where you plant it again. That's that's a that's a that's a twelve year project right exactly. there. Exactly, it's multi year and training. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so so here we are. We've got two minutes left. So uh, now talk about the rains in uh, Chicago. And I'm watching uh, the the, uh, the the storms train through yeah. Chicago. Post, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm posting your rain totals right now and your fast your flash flood watches here. Yeah, those totals are actually from just about a half hour ago, Peg. I was able to get the most updated stuff, but I, I have I have two words: what drought? Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? What are the numbers? We, we, oh my God! Uh, anywhere between about an inch and two inches, I think Peg has them in front of her. But um, uh, and you had you add on, you know, the inch and a half to two inches of rain that we had early in the week, um, and then the three quarters of an inch that we had before that, and you know, so far we're up to almost four inches for the month, which is phenomenal. It was kind of interesting. After we had that second heavier rainfall, Mm -hmm. I think it was like last Saturday, um, there was a lot of puddling around here. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of puddles. Where is this coming from? And I think it had to do with the fact that the ground was so hard, it didn't allow the moisture, you know, the percolate into the soil. But now this stuff is really getting down into the soil. And it's it's amazing how quickly lawns turn green. Um, but this is this was what we needed, Mike. We needed a good long soaking rain. Yeah, we'll get some minor flooding stuff like that. It's not going to be detrimental to, you know, getting around or doing anything like that. But another inch and inch and a half is on the way. We'll end up with nearly three inches when this thing is all said and done. We could see severe weather, uh, severe weather later on this evening. Wow. We, well, I've heard thunder and lightning overnight. So, uh, a real quick forecast for the next few days. Okay, so uh, enhanced outlook for severe weather. Could see thunderstorms with gusts over 50 miles an hour tonight. Windy, cool tomorrow, mid-50s with winds out of the west at 20 to 30. And then seasonal weather from Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But all in all, heavy rain still coming back at it. So if you're going out in the next half hour, bring your umbrella. All right. Thanks, Rick DeMaio. Thanks to Paul Coffey, Jeff LeVrant. Until tomorrow at 9, go green or go home. Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.